What is up? What is up? What is up? It is October 23rd, 2014. It's a Thursday, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and this evening I'm joined by Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Hello. Mr. Justin Townsend. Good evening. And Ms. Jackie Turner. Hello. Hello. We're back. Back? We're back. In the saddle again. Yeah, it's, it, it, to me it feels like it's been more time than it has been. Does anybody else feel that way? Uh, I, I missed everyone. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. I think just the amount of stuff that has happened in the last two weeks has made it seem longer. That's true. No, Comic-Con, that's what did me in is Comic-Con is I think I spent 24 hours a day with you people. And I was only there one day. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden I don't see you for the whole week. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah, no. <laughs> we did spend an extraordinary amount of time together. Yes. My feet killed me for about a week, but other than that, uh it it did it did seem like forever in between. <laughs> did yep. you have a good time? At Comic-Con, it was yeah, it was quite crazy. Yep. Um just having Hugh here was awesome, having him be able to do a show with us. Yeah. Uh he stayed at my house for for his you know, times in the state, and it was so fun, so 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 fun. We miss here. Yes, I miss him. we do. Here. I miss I miss having someone around that gets my references. Ah. <laughs> I told him that the other day, and he said, "Oh, that's all right, you old cocker spaniel." I was like, "I miss you so much." <laughs> so exactly. See, none of you have any idea what I'm talking about. He did. All uh, right. Okay. Well, it's, what is <laughs> what is that in reference to? It's really not in reference to anything. It's just no. a bizarre saying. <laughs> cocker spaniel. Yeah, but you know, it's just other people don't get that. Hugh did. Uh-huh. As Justin said, when we took the train home and he took a photo of us and said, I'm watching these two speaking in a different language. I don't know what's going on. It was true. <laughs> I was watching the two of them pick out people on the train and come up with life stories for them. But they were talking in some foreign, strange language. And I, I needed to take a picture of these interesting creatures in their habitat. <laughs> Well, out of our habitat, that's the problem. Mm, so true. Yeah. But it was fun. We awesome. miss you. How yes, about did. you? What did you what was your my weekend experience? Yeah, my my uh New York City Comic Con this year was crazy. Um if you follow me on Twitter, everybody knows I was working for Joe Blow this year as opposed to talking comics. And it was the busiest yet funnest year that I've had uh at the con. Just Work, work, work. There wasn't a single moment where I wasn't doing something uh, for the website or speaking with people or trying to, you know, pimp everything out, pimp out the coverage and stuff like that. Um, I saw just about every nook and cranny of that place. Uh-huh. Um, interesting enough, there was no Wi-Fi for press. Oh, no. So you go up into the press area to cover this, you know, gigantic event that this is all free press maybe you know they let us in they gave us badges and stuff but this is all free promotion for this giant event that happens to be it outsold uh san diego comic-con this year uh by quite a bit and they give you a passcode and they give you a uh you know a thing that you can log into you get the first hour of of internet for free Uh one one hour so i gathered all my materials and i sat down to write one of my my articles i got it all done it was all done it was finished it was Everything cherry on top, the whole bit. As I'm pressing the save button, as I'm like saving it to the back end of Joe Blow, I go, it ticks over one minute over my allotted hourly time. 
and just zaps me clear out of the internet and I lose like almost everything, almost everything that I did. And uh-huh. I had a small child sitting next to me when this happened, took everything I had to like, not to myself. punch him in the face. No. Oh, sorry, I wanted to wear that sentence. I going. No, I cover. I covered Keep your my parenting mouth. thoughts to yourself, Jackie. Good God, I covered my mouth and was just like, oh, "No, no, learn to enjoy losing. It's okay, man. It's okay." But um, to make a, a very long weekend's story short, uh, I had a blast. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about journalism. I learned a lot about myself. I know that sounds cheesy, but um, it was a, pretty much an eye-opening weekend. I was pretty much solo. For the vast majority of it, with the exception uh-huh. of uh, Melissa Megan from the Misfits podcast, hung out with me for a day or two. Yeah, we saw you. We yeah. saw you running around. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, here, there, and everywhere. But I saw a lot of amazing cosplays. I saw an incredible amount of statues and collectibles and all that stuff. Talked to a bunch of really amazing people, and ran into a bunch of talking comics and talking games listeners, and that was amazing. Yeah, no, I met a couple of people that have not met and uh it was very very enjoyable uh you know i I like meeting new faces and it's fun yeah yeah so i had a great time you know i had i had a lot of fun like meeting a whole load of bare asses that was my first impression at comic con (laughs) yeah there was a lot of naked lady butts a lot of naked lady butts really yeah Yeah, and actually my favorite line within the first 10 minutes of getting there was justin saying "Ooh, she shouldn't be wearing that and i am not picky Fantastic. <laughs> there were lots of people wearing cosplay that showed a lot of skin that I'll just say <laughs> takes an extreme amount of confidence to walk well, out outdoors yes. with. Or I, I could never do that. No. I could never. I you know, so good on them. Sure. Uh absolutely. But I I I don't know, maybe it's the English yeah. in me. I don't need to see that much bare flesh. I oh. just don't. <laughs> There were so many good looking. You're hanging out there. This year, uh, <laughs> we're very you kidding me. Uh, yeah. So everybody had a good time. Yes, we had a great yes. Time. Justin, you had a good time. How okay. was your real quick? How was your first foray into uh, comic book journalism interviews and such? Did you enjoy it, or was this like? Did this totally put you out for Comic Con this year? Um, I won't say it put me out. Uh, I did. Got to interview people, but the, the unfortunate thing was I was interviewing a lot of people whose books I, I really haven't read. I mean, I got to interview the CEO, or not CEO, excuse me, the editor-in-chief of uh, Valiant Comics, which um, was really cool. I mean, I read a lot of Valiant books, so I mean, that was nice. Um, my interview with uh, Gary Brown, who's the artist on the new Catwoman book that just hit the shelves this week, um, didn't go as planned. His answers <laughs> were a little bit short. Uh, but it, it still worked out okay. I mean, I got to interview um, Len Wein, uh, who oh, that's cool. is the creator of Wolverine and Swamp Thing, um, among a few other um, notable Colossus, heroes. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Storm as well, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, to interview him was just like, that was pretty amazing. It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I had a lot of support from Robin Hugh, um, who were talking me off the ledge a lot. Bruce... Bruce. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, I haven't even watched Gotham, and now I don't need to because all I need to do is just listen to Robin Hugh. Um, <laughs> that just sucks. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I got to shadow Bobby day one, and um, he interviewed Walt Simonson. We got to play some um, Lego. How was it? Lego, Lego Batman, Batman Three uh, mm-hmm. Beyond Gotham. Um, how did you like that? That was actually pretty cool. I love the Lego games. Mm-hmm. I love the way they've uh, not matured, 
but they've evolved in a way that they've grown past like here are just two characters for the whole game like have a good time like uh lego batman 3 has 150 characters that you could play from uh-huh and what's interesting is they have the suits now like uh you could just hold down triangle and like a wheel pops up and the wheel will be for all the Batman costumes that you've unlocked. So it's like, and what's nice is if you're playing co-op, because those games are great on co-op and they're great yeah. for couch co-op. In Lego Marvel, when you wanted to change your costume, it would take the whole screen up. So the other person was interrupted as well. This like splits it so that way you can do things independently without the, stopping the other person's action. Uh-huh. And it was, I mean, I only got to play it for like 15 minutes, but... I love those games. I'm looking forward to playing it when it comes out in November. I just love how wacky they're really starting to go Yo, now. Oh, yeah, they're starting to go. Like, like, I mean, Kevin Smith is in the game. Yeah. Uh, is he Conan really? O'Brien. Conan O'Brien's in the game as well. In the yeah. game. Uh, so, yeah, there's just a lot of wacky characters. Uh, I'm sure we haven't even seen, like, in, in... 150 characters. It's uh, a lot of characters. Yeah. And they're, like, uh, they're really good at throwing in Easter eggs now. Um, I was in the normal Batcave, but the kid who was playing next to me was in the 66 Batcave. Oh. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to play that. Like, mm-hmm. it will not, it's one of those games that I'm not going to grab when they first come out. Um, but I will absolutely 110% play it. I love playing those games. So, yeah, I mean. I do love playing those games, but the last one. Which one? Lego Marvel? Batman 2. I didn't like that one at all. There was some weird split screen issues mm-hmm. and that, some like, weird wobbly, puzzles. Uh, that like the way that they separated the first player and second player. That tilting. That's back. Is it really? Yeah. It. You oh, know God. what? It. It I'm wasn't. Sure you, could, you know, you might be able to lock it. Yeah, but it, it wasn't that. It's just it was that combined with some of the puzzles that you needed to do. Tricky. Yeah, you just couldn't figure out where where you needed to be because yeah. the split screen kept like they, when, making when I was, weird moves when i was playing they had the split screen that would rotate um uh-huh. but I, I didn't even think to ask if it could lock in place but i mean lego marvel locked in place and i don't i, I think they also had that split screen i'm not entirely sure but i think at a default hmm. it locked in place so that's something that we'll have to look into when the game comes out yeah but overall it was a um it was a fun con spending it with friends um Super tiresome. I didn't even go in on Sunday. I needed a day <laughs> to just like sit down, and I hadn't seen my son in like four days. Doing all four days is, I do not recommend it. Mm-hmm. I recommend taking a break in between. Yeah. Uh, well, I went in on a Saturday. Sat- yeah, I and you, you guys all said it was crazy. Saturday's right? insane. Uh, one hundred fifty-one thousand. Yeah. No, not sorry. One hundred fifty-one thousand. Was yes, it thousand people? Yeah. Okay. Over the four days. That's a lot of people. The only thing that like was not bothersome to me, but I wanted to like put my head through a wall uh, was that Rob and Hugh got to see Ultron trail the Ultron trailer like a four minute clip of it, well, and I wanted to shoot myself because they they saw it until five minutes ago hey-oh. when the Ultron trailer just leaked on Twitter and we watched it maybe like six times before we came on the air. Uh-huh. Yeah, but still, it was a different cut. Than what we saw doesn't matter. I got to see. I got to see Ultron footage. That's all I wanted. You got to see some deep cuts. <laughs> this guy over here, kidding, oh, kidding. Yeah. So this is the Talking Games podcast. Yes. In case you hadn't known, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to to get loose and 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 talk about stuff. I want this to be casual. Good game talk in there. Yeah, some yeah. You know, some Lego Batman. But no, this is uh, this is the show. You guys are here for it. So let's uh-huh. talk about some video games. 
Uh, we played some stuff this week, so much stuff that we're actually, we don't have a topic this week. We're just going to talk about games that we played and maybe answer a couple questions from you lovely people. Um, but first, before we do that, I actually want to send uh, a bit of thanks out to so much of you. We've been kind of, um, we put out the, the How to Build Your Own PC show last week. Uh, thank you very much to Justin for uh, putting that together and for everybody that participated. That was awesome. Um, but seriously, you guys have been popping up and, and, you know, swamping the forums and leaving uh, some really amazing reviews on iTunes and stuff like that. And we just want to thank you very much for your support. Um, it's really just very humbling and very cool to, to see that stuff every now and again. We don't check it too often, but when we do and we see that there's more there and more positivity and more, you know, people that enjoy the personalities and enjoy our kind of what we're delivering here. Um, it's very encouraging and very cool. So Thank you. Yeah, you guys are awesome. So you're the, reason, you're the reason that we do this. Aside from a passion for games, I've got a passion for games. <laughs> I played a lot of stuff this week. And what did you play? I played Alien Isolation. Um, I got... Uh, what's up? You look like you could ask me a question. Ask me a question, Rob. No, I, I'll ask you after. Okay. Yeah, it's an after question. Um, in my efforts to try and pick up more, uh, work at my job, uh, Joe Blow asked me if I wanted to review Alien Isolation for them. Um, so I believe maybe by the time that this is up, cause it is in the back end, uh, that'll be available, uh, on their website. If it is, I will post a link in the, uh, show notes on the talkingcomicbooks.com website. So look for that. But yeah, Alien Isolation, um, it's good. It's really good. What? Aggravating, but did good. You, did you beat it? I did. How long did it take? 27 hours. That is a long time for it's, a survival horror game. It's too long. That's part of the problem. Now, was it a lot of repetitive like locales? or? Here's the thing. Yes. Um, the game's presentation is fantastic. Like if you, if you ever took like a licensed property thing and you made a game out of it, like this is through and through an alien franchised game. Um, it opens up, it literally opens up with the old school, like grainy 20th century Fox logo Okay. with like the drum roll and, you know, the big 20 and the spotlights and all of that. That was a nice touch. Uh-huh. And then right in from there, you get Sigourney Weaver coming in as Ripley and you, she basically relays, you know, the events of the Nostromo and what happened to them and her exodus from that and whatever. They catch you up in the story. And you actually play Amanda Ripley, her daughter, in the game. And this is, I believe, 15 years after the events of Alien and something like 42 years before um, the events of Aliens. Okay. So, um, I hope my math is right. I wrote the damn (laughs) review, so but I don't have it in front of me. So, you're Amanda, and you you get a... a call from a space station uh, called the Sevastopol and the Sevastopol has basically uh, retained the black box from the Nostromo detailing, you know, more details as to where her mother has gone. Okay. And so Amanda says, you know, I'm going to go and check this out. She gets to the, to the Sevastopol and the Sevastopol is completely just in ruins. Parts of it are, are, you know, malfunctioning and blowing up. Uh, They have worker droids that live and operate on the space station called Worker Joes. Are those the, like, crash test dummy looking? Okay, those things freak me out. They are, I gotta say, they are pretty freaky. There's only three uh, different enemy types throughout the entire game. 
you have crazed survivors, the worker Joes, and the xenomorph, the alien itself. There's only one alien in the game stalking you throughout pretty much the whole thing. Like, you don't see it for the first maybe 40 minutes to an hour, uh-huh. but once it's revealed that it's there and it's in the vents and everything, it is stalking you throughout the rest of the game. So for 27 hours, you're only technically killing two types of enemies. Yeah. And then one stalking you. It is the, the, the important thing to remember about Alien Isolation is that it is not a first-person shooter. It is a first-person survival horror game, uh-huh. you know, via Outlast, if you will, with, okay. with a very, very, very polished alien skin. Uh-huh. Um, you do spend a vast majority of the game hiding in lockers and underneath gurneys and basically just skulking around and trying not to get your ass killed every two seconds. Uh, in that sense, it creates a tremendous, like a tremendously, uh, like intense atmosphere in, upon which to do this. When the alien is out and it's stalking you and you can see it on your, your little, you know, radar thing and whatnot, uh, it's scary. You know, you hear it, you hear it in the vents walking above your head. If you're walking down a corridor and you look closely, sometimes there's vents in the ceiling. You'll see like the drool coming down from oh, the vents and you know like not to walk beneath it Ooh. however scary the yeah. game is kind of unfair in that the the way that they've implemented certain things like their save system the save system relies on like an old school save system of having to go to a place to save like there's these uh save stations on the wall these med things you put your card in and you save your stuff. It's not a typewriter? No, it's not a typewriter. Oh. Now, I appreciate what they were going for. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I admire them for kind of going old school and maybe putting the pressure on players to perform better and do better. But I can't tell you how many times part of the reason that it took me 27 hours to beat the game is because I spent so much time dying and so much time dying from a one-shot kill because that's exactly what the alien does. If the alien sees you, you're dead. There's no way to get away from it unless you ha- you get a flamethrower later in the game. If you use your flamethrower on it, it will run away, but it'll eventually it'll come back and it'll find a different way to to get you. Um, the worker Joes can be taken out with a stun gun and then beating the crap out of them. You gotta like stun them. They you know they're all wobbly and stuff, and then you beat the shit out of them with the uh, the wrench or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you don't have any charges in your stun gun. You have to also stealth your way around them. If you get caught by them, you can wrestle away from them, but they they are relentless. They're still coming after you. They're still you know looking to choke you out, throw you up against a wall, and basically you know make your life a living hell. That those encounters then create noise, which then alerts the alien, and then the alien comes down, and he will more than likely come and finish you off. What difficulty did you play on? I played it on easy. Mm-hmm. I played it on easy because I had to do the review and I wanted just to beat the game and get through it and do it in you know as timely a fashion as possible. Um, and it's still extraordinarily difficult. One shot kill from the aliens. Um, do they recommend you playing? I, I thought there was a recommendation. Like it was a weird thing. Like they recommended you play on a certain setting. Was was there one? Uh, maybe it's uh, for veteran players of survival horror titles. Play on easy. Or something like, or or vice versa. No, I had thought I had heard that there was a um, like a recommended setting they want you to play on. 
Yeah, no, I don't know. It it it, it could have been. They probably had like a little bit of type uh, down at the bottom, but I just went straight to easy because I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to try and beat it in a in a timely fashion to write the review. Yeah, usually with those games, I go like the one step above easy to start off, and if I find yeah. that it's still too easy, yeah, yeah then, then I'll then take I'll it, up it up another yeah. notch. Yeah, uh, I, I never play full, games on easy. Full easy, I save that for like achievement hunting yeah like trophies and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it was i mean i i usually play on normal first time out all the time to see you know what's the game game's difficulty like out of the box you know what was the intended challenge for you as a as a casual player to play this game and then you know of course you step it up and whatnot um i i rarely ever go to easy unless there's like a, a time constraint on it but um the sound is really amazing in the game. It's got a lot of the iconic uh, music from the films, uh, particularly the Alien film. And it is, you know, it's majestic in its own way. You do feel like you're a part of that world and that like that mythos and stuff like that. They've never made an Alien game where you were being hunted by just the one thing with this like intense sense of dread that the game creates for you. And that's really where the money is for it like where it's where it's kind of unfair in a way because like if you're if you're cruising and you go to a save station and you save your your stuff and you make it let's say like 10 to 15 minutes into the game and you pass underneath a vent and the alien just grabs you and you're dead you now have that 15 minutes that you have to go back and make up for there was no auto save so even if you made it to a new area and you made it through some ridiculously hairy you know, encounter with the alien, things are blowing up and, and all this stuff, you have like a little bit of health. If you don't find a save station after all of those cinematics and all of that prompting mm-hmm. is done and you die, you need to go back and you need to do it all over again. I'm trying to think of what the last game I played that that had that system where... I don't know. Without without autosave. It's weird. They have like three different ways that you can load. You can load from the last uh, checkpoint, you can load from the last save, or you can load from the last like mission brief Uh or something like that. And um, just too many options, a weird, weird way of of delivering, you know, your your continuance of the game and whatnot. Um, I recommend it to anybody who really does love the alien franchise. And if you're somebody who really enjoyed outlast or really enjoys that kind of survival horror, where you really have a minimal amount of weapons, um, you do get weapons and devices throughout the game that help you, you know, to move around the ship, but the mapping system sucks. You know, they'll put like a, um, objective marker in the middle of your map and there's no visible path to that spot on the map. So when you're mm-hmm. siphoning through the different floors on your map reader, there's no like discernible path. So you don't even know what you're going to be running into if you go that way. So, so the, that just adds to the stress of the game. Then, right. I guess. The entrance could be on two or it could be on three or it could be a, a lift that you have to take or, you know, a duct that you have to crawl through or whatever. You don't really know. You kind of just have to head in that direction and just hope that you find something to you know get to that part of the game um and i thought that was extraordinarily uh frustrating as well hmm. so do you want to play this game justin yes i do i got to see it at um comic-con where there was a yes he showed me actually disappointing cool. amount of games 
at Comic Con this year. There, there was, there really was barely anything. Yeah, there really and wasn't. what there was, there was stupid lines. Yeah, because they were the only games there. I uh. mean, the, I, I looked a little bit at um, Project Cars because I hear it's supposed to be gorgeous, mm-hmm. and it was. And I'm like slightly interested in Lords of the Fallen, so I watched a little bit of that, and that ticked up my interest a bit. Uh, but yeah, I watched uh, this kid going through Alien Isolation, and I was impressed. First of first off with its visuals, and visually mm-hmm. it looked really interesting, and I, like the, they had the flamethrower, and the flames looked amazing. Uh, I'm definitely interested to play it, but not at the price point it's at right now. I'd rather, you know, I'm you can I'm mine. way too yeah that that as well. I could also borrow Steve's, but I'm like I'm still way too wrapped up in Destiny, and when I'm done with Destiny, I've got to finish Shadow of Mordor. I've gotten <laughs> I'm the right t- behind you. <laughs> I've finished the tutorial and was like, this is really really good. I have to play Destiny. I'll <laughs> Me be right too. back. I you, did exactly you know what, the same. But the tutorial is not even the tutorial because like the first three or four missions are still yep. tutorial. They're still like leading you through and like getting you abilities and stuff. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean. I played it. I played a bit of it isolation and like not isolation. Excuse me, Mordor, and I was like, "This is like really good." Like I, I liked the way they set up the beginning and everything, and I'm like, "I really, really like this." But I really want to play Destiny I right did, now. Just, and I did exactly the same thing. I played Shadow of Mordor for an hour and a half. I tweeted about how great it was. I was like, "This game is awesome." Why am I turning it off? Why am I putting Destiny on? What's going? Yeah. Exactly the same. It's okay. I keep going back to Diablo 3. Uh-huh. Yep. I can't get away from that game. I have to go to Diablo 3, but I'm the same with Destiny. Uh, yeah. I plugged everything back in. Mm. You know, I was cleaning up and, and just rearranging stuff. And first thing I did was jump on Destiny <laughs> after a week of not playing anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah I was <laughs> it's in so Texas. weird. It's I was so in, weird. Um, I was in Texas for the last week. Uh, so my video game playing was through my Vita. Uh, I remote played it from Texas to my PS4 in New York, cool. which is like, let me tell you guys, the future is amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It works pretty flawlessly. The Vita controls are a bit rough. Right. Um, because obviously, I mean, they don't have, you know, it's not a DualShock 4. Uh, but I was able to do all the bounties. Um, right. I was able to just go... Um, farming for you know the elements and stuff um yeah. but like doing multiplayer that would be you're like, not gonna do the crucible on your vita right like that. L- yeah let me ask you a question about that when you load these games onto your vita are you able to turn your vita off and then back on and it'll still be there yeah well the you mean the game itself yeah you could put the vita in sleep like hit okay. the button once and it goes to sleep and the battery will last forever like forever if it's in sleep mode and then you just turn it back on and you're like right where you left off. And that doesn't like tax the crap out of your, your battery life and like you get two hours worth of a PS4 title on your Vita and then it's dead? Oh, no. I mean, not that I noticed. I was playing Destiny for like two and a half hours, three hours, and I was didn't need to charge it or anything like that. That's amazing. Yeah. So you just leave. I just left my Vita, um, my PS4 in standby. And uh, before I had done that, I had synced it up with the Vita uh, because I didn't want to miss. I was paranoid about missing Zer coming to the tower and having something that I wanted to buy because right. I have like 40 strange coins. So I was like, yes, like I, I'm waiting for this auto rifle. Now I realize I need to look for a helmet. I'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> so I was just playing there for like, it was very simple. Left the PS4 in standby 
And then when I got to Texas, you know, uh, wasn't ready to go to sleep yet. Everybody else was in bed. And I just like turned it on. It was like, okay, look for your PS4. It took like a minute or two. It found it. It synced it. And then all of a sudden I was looking at my dashboard on the Vita. And like I had heard of people doing this. And I was like, it doesn't work that easily. Let me – there's no possible way. And right. it worked. And there was like one or two times over the five days I was there, I got disconnected and had to like reconnect. But when I reconnected, I was right back where I left off. Like I didn't I've have to reload the game. I've only tried it once. Oh, that's and cool. And it was a little glitchy for me. It was, I mean. And I was in the other room. Like really? I just thought I'd try it out. And yeah, it was definitely like it was uh, like jumpy. And I didn't, I, for me, it worked pretty well. It was just for me, it was like really hard to aim. And I kept throwing grenades <laughs> accidentally because the touchscreen in the front is on the right. left side is first of all i was like i mean I, why would i look up the control scheme right i'll just figure <laughs> it out myself so i figured out touching the left side of the screen was uh grenade the right side was melee you hit, you hit them together and you do your super okay. and then to get the ghost out you needed to like touch the middle of the screen and to run to sprint you'd have to hold down the d-pad right like because it's above uh -huh. it's above the the stick Right. So you'd hold down the D-pad and the stick forward at the same time. Oh, which, are you it sounds, me? <laughs> it sounds awful, but you can easily get used to it. It's, uh -huh. not, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's for what I was doing, it worked. Right. Um, and it was still better than not playing Destiny for the whole week, right? Yeah. So when I came back, I, I just came back on Monday night, and so I jumped on Destiny and played Destiny for a while. I mean, I, I looked at Shadow of Mordor, and I said, I still got to beat that raid. Mm -hmm. And I still have to beat that raid. <laughs> Um, I, I did get to play a little bit with Jackie oh, and Historic Me last night, Andy. <laughs> um, no, I got a pity 10 minutes. That's what I got. Well, I'm going to jump in like, and talk to you for 10 minutes. And then I'm going to be like, sorry, I got to go and do something with people that are really good at this game. Not oh, you. <laughs> if you would have just, you know, said, hey, I, I signed back on instead of telling me like I've got to cook dinner and put Luke to sleep and <laughs> blah, 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 cook blah. dinner. I was like, I'm going to be know. off for 10 minutes. You and I actually, I got so annoyed at him. Yeah, I got so annoyed at him yesterday. I actually made my fire team private so he couldn't join me if he wanted to. It's like, oh, right, screw you. You, sh you, you definitely <laughs> showed me. Anyway, the guy you were playing with, Nick, came and played with me instead. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I was like, I'm going to go for 10 minutes. And then Justin texts me. He's like, oh, yeah, Nick's with me now. Uh, right? I know. Nick, Nick, Nick. It's a good thing you Nicholas. locked that fire team. <laughs> So anyway, we got we got to do the raid again last night, and I'll finally get to beat it this week because we actually timed it right. So I have an entire week to beat it. Uh -huh. um, I mean, we've talked Destiny to death on this podcast, and it's strange because it's the first game in a long time I can't let go of. Like uh -huh. I'm having a hard time letting go, and I like most of it is me just wanting to beat the raid, and then I'll be like, you know, level twenty. Like I, I could be level twenty nine right now, but I want to go back and get that raid gear so I can get myself up to thirty. Because more leaks came out about what's coming up for the game. There's going to be more raids. They're going to raise the cap. I, the, the leak was said to at least 32 or 33. There'll be 32 raids. So, like, I want to get ready for that stuff. But, like, at the same time, I have Shadow of Mordor. I haven't touched it. Uh, Sunset Overdrive comes out next week. The yeah. more and more I see that game, the more I want to play it. Now, see, I'm skipping, skipping that. I'm going with uh, Bayonetta 2. Oh, you are. So we actually had a, uh, a question, a question about, about that. about Bayonetta too. Mm. Um, okay. No, there was um, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck wanted to know if anybody had played Bayonetta two yet. No, I'm picking it up. He's gonna pick it up. Oh, well, I'm picking. I already have my Sunset Overdrive um, pre-ordered, so mm -hmm. we'll uh, we'll be talking about that. Something though Actually. did um, has caught my attention. Like I was going to play Call of Duty, 
that comes out on the fourth. But I'm like, mm, every time I think about leaving Destiny to go play Call of Duty, I, I'm not that excited about it. Although I'm, I am going to eventually play that game. What's got my attention is the Master Chief Collection. Yeah. When does that come out? The 11th. Of so, November? Yeah. Mm. So it's IGN's game of the month or whatever. So, I mean, they're just like shoving information down your throat. But I got to watch. Um, I watched the, the behind the scenes. Yeah, I wasn't watching the live stream. Someone put out uh, like a behind the scenes of like remastering Halo oh, 2. God, it looks insane. And yeah, I I will play the hell out of that game. Now, is that going to be that's going to be all four? Um, all four Halo games. Halo games for 60 bucks. Yep. So one two three four, not reach, not ODST, just one two three four. Um, one will have the one was remastered for three sixty, like a couple of years ago. So that remaster will be back. Two is remastered completely, plus six of the multiplayer maps have been remastered, and those guys run at sixty frames per second. I mean, I think the whole game runs at sixty frames per second, but on those remastered maps, geez, like it looks insane. And I actually got to see, remember Ivory Tower? Yep. So they had the Halo 2 version. Like, that was not one of the remastered maps which I was surprised about. That was one of my favorites. They had something like it, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's not. It's It itself is not, like, up-resed. Like, exactly. It, I was watching the live stream today, and it was Ivory Tower, exactly how it looked back in Halo 2, just at 60 frames a second, and, like kind of updated like a teeny bit but like it was so funny and i was mentioning this to the guy i work with today we were watching it and i was like look at the difference between a multiplayer map in 2000 when did when did for uh halo 2 come out 2004 5 it was right it had before, to have been right around there yeah yeah i'll say like 2004 and you look at a multiplayer map now the difference was staggering not that the layout not that their layout was bad their layout was phenomenal i mean they make excellent maps but just the aesthetic way it looked, which is very plain. It was like a corridor, like all the corridors were blank and plain. And it was like, oh, look, there's a potted plant. But now when you play a multiplayer map, like I'm thinking in Titanfall or in Destiny, uh -huh. November 9th, 2004. Thank you, my friend. Mm -hmm. You look and you're like, look at all this scenery. Look at all like, you know. It's it, distracting. It's distracting <laughs> in a way, but you're so used to it in a way. Uh -huh. It's distracting and it's not distracting at the same time. You're like. Oh, I'm running through a city. Of course I'm running through a city. Of course I'm running through a furnished apartment. But when I was looking back at this map today, it was like, man, it, it runs silky smooth and is going to be a blast to play it's for nostalgia and just because those stages are awesome. But the difference was staggering when you're looking at the way that they design these, these maps now. So that game has my attention. So it's all four Halo games on one disc for 60 bucks and every multiplayer map ever. That's a so good deal. it's over a hundred maps. Yeah. But okay. So that comes out. You said the eleventh. The eleventh. And when is Call of Duty? The fourth. And, and does your group of friends generally play Call of Duty? They used to. Oh. They used to. Do they have Xbox Ones? No. That's the thing. Yeah. Burn. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking for people to play Halo with. I'll be on. I am out of like my group of friends that I grew up with. They're all PS4, like, and that's who I've been playing Destiny with a lot. But I'm excited because everyone here has an Xbox One except for Jackie because she sold hers. <laughs> yes. oh. Sold it to Bobby. So I'm excited. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping in um, and being able to play with the community. If anybody has, I mean, 
And turning your Xbox on. Yes. I'm excited to oh, turn my Xbox on. Oh, my God. Jorah could do it. Yes, he For can. real. He really can. <laughs> Jorah walks around saying Xbox on because he wants to play Peggle all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm excited to jump in uh, with the community and, and play some Halo. Actually, Melissa from The Misfits mm-hmm. has Xbox One. She, she is an Xbox One gamer and she wants to do the first person shooter thing. So you could be nicer to her than you are to me and show her how to play it. See? How about that? Or you nice, she was nicer to me, so I will. Two v one, then come on. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It was when we used to play Halo it, uh, before before she was my wife, uh, and she would come over and like play with my uh, like my sisters. <laughs> I, and I, stuff. That was and an so, awesome pause in that uh, sentence. Yeah. Where, did, where did I play pause? with my? Uh, oh well, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not linguistically amazing. Okay. If anybody listens to the show, they know that. But but it was funny. They would. My sisters would be there and. They'd be playing. Uh, it was Halo One, so they'd be playing four-person deathmatch, all four of them, and it was amazing because Andrew would just run into the corner and then look up at the ceiling and then look down at the floor and then look at the <laughs> ceiling and be like, "I'm stuck." Like, okay, you're not stuck. Like, let's move along this way. And eventually, she got it, and they all played it enough to where they were competent and they would actually have competitive games between them. That's cool. Yeah, yes. that was actually yeah. really fun to watch. Like, I'd be sitting on the couch eating popcorn being like, this is amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing, like, four newbies in the arena. And... Like, they're all at the, they're all evenly leveled, so uh-huh. it was just like, it'd be funny to watch, like, two of them fighting each other because they'd be like, all right, one shot, one shot. They hit each other, and it was all of a sudden, like, look at the ceiling. And then they're, like, they're, like, dancing around with each other, and I was just like, this How is... are you not twitching? Were you twitching, like... Of course. Shoot. Like, why are you not shooting? So I, I, I couldn't openly root for uh-huh. somebody, so I was just like, I'm just going to let this play out. And the matches you know, would take, like, two hours. Oh, I would have loved to, like, put money down on something like that. <laughs> it eventually became a thing where it was like, if my friend of mine had a girlfriend, like, she would come over and then start in the match too and it'd be like they'd be like fresh blood Ooh, we can we can at least look straight while walking and this new person is just like looking over at the ceiling and stuff uh-huh. but they eventually uh-huh. i mean they, they, they played it enough to where they were beyond competent and they had incredible games where they were all yelling at each other so it was like i'm watching what i've done with my friends and now my wife and my cousins and my sisters they're all doing the same thing mm-hmm. halo brings out the best in everybody i can't wait <laughs> that's gonna be that's going to be such a mind trip. Oh, you know yeah. why? Because every, like I have a weird memory where if, if like a song comes on, I could remember where I was like the first time I heard that song. Yeah. Or if uh, like I read, reread a, a comic or a book or something, I could remember exactly what, you know? Yeah. And the same thing happens with games where if I start playing a game again, like I remember exactly when I purchased the game and like the I, first time sitting there. So re- this is going to be, yeah. be nuts. I remember being online. It was one of, I've been to two midnight openings in my life. Okay. One was for Halo 2. The other was for Halo 3. Mm. And I remember that excitement because Halo 2 was this like mythical being at the time. <laughs> it was, I mean, we it was delayed like three separate times. And this is before like, the internet was what it is now. So I would walk into GameStop and be like, all right, I'm going to reserve Halo 2. Like, you know, it got delayed by like another year, right? And it was like, it felt like it was so long to come out. And I remember sitting there watching those like, um, those preview videos where it was like, oh, look, the rocket launcher homes now. And it was just like, yes, this is going to be so amazing. <laughs> so knowing it's that, I mean, that's 10 years ago now when this game comes out, it would be like short two days of 10 years. So uh, like you were saying, 
the Halo 2 being the mythical monster. Uh, I worked for GameStop back then. And because it always got changed, it would always be a different uh, SKU number in the system. Oof. So we would have to put it in as a generic because it didn't really exist at that point. So every time there would be you know, a delay or something like that, then you would have to change it over to this whole new skew, and oh, it was so annoying. Steve, you never really got into the Halo games, did you? I haven't. Um, I played Halo 1 and beat that, and I played Halo 2 and I beat that. I, uh, I never got into the story of it. Like, I know the story's huge, and they it spawned all these different things, the red and blue, uh, like, shorts that they yeah. made. That, that came out right with Halo 2. Yeah, I mean, there were novels and everything. My 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 deal with, with Halo was that I, I never really attached myself to it. I didn't like the weapons, and I didn't like the enemy types. So I'm really hoping that with the Halo thing coming out, that it's just it was just the way I was back then, and I have a different appreciation for it yeah. now. I. I I can't see you not liking it. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah. definitely getting it. So I'm I'm hoping that it will like awaken something in me. And also, I didn't care the the multiplayer killed me because it was just the Halo jumping from side to side. It was not. I was not used to that. Oh yeah, that if you weren't used to that at the time. And I mean, I for me, I think that that's going to be a nice return to form in a way. Like games have gotten so far away from that like arena based shooter where it's yeah. like you everyone starts with the same gun and the weapons are in the middle of the map go fight for them yeah and as opposed to like going into a map and you choosing what loadout like you know i want to start with a sniper rifle or i want to start with a shotgun or whatever it'll be nice to like just be like to go back at halo like halo 2 and be like oh by the way you can't sprint good luck yeah hmm. i remember when like in halo uh, reach came out it was like oh here's sprint and i was like oh <gasps> Look at this! I'm running fast. Oh, that is going to be weird. <laughs> remember when they introduced dual wielding? Oh yeah, and then they immediately were like, "This that. is a bad idea. We should take this out of all future games." Yeah, that was huge. And then um, what my favorite thing to use was the plasma swords. Oh yeah, that's back. Those, those are fun. Those things are great. And what's interesting uh, as well about the games is that I, mean, I don't know how on earth they're fitting this on one disc, but whatever game you play, whatever map you play f- from that game, it plays by that game's rules. So if we play Halo 2, we'll be able to do a wield. If we play Halo 1, we'll have the one-shot, like, or three-shot pistol. And 4, we'll be able to, like, choose the loadouts and stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be really amazing to just sit there and go through. But that's not even what I'm excited about. I'm excited just to play through the stories again. Like, you have, like yeah. you said, you played it, but you couldn't get into it. Halo 1 and Halo 2, I thought the story was, like, meh. Like, it didn't grab me. It didn't do anything. It only it took till yeah. 3 for me to really be invested in the story and when four rolled around, I played like, you know, like five hours of multiplayer. Yeah. That that uh, four is my favorite part of the story so far. I yeah, can't I wait mean, to see where they go with five. It's just a personal thing. I just I don't find first person shooters in particular, like militant first person shooters. I find it very difficult to attach myself to the characters and to the story. I don't find it to be very engaging. It it's just when you have a game that your objective is more or less the same throughout the entire thing, where you're just shooting all the time i i'm just waiting to shoot things again i'm not looking for you to like endear me to anyone and like master chief had become this icon and this thing for microsoft and this giant monolith of success and i just i never i never got that i never understood why see for me with first person shooters like that 
or, well, not really Halo, because Halo has a story, but the Call of Duties. Yeah. I just want to play them for the set pieces, and because, Love you know, they, Millen, they, they have, <laughs> they have good, you know, a good, fast playthrough. You know, yeah. five, six hours, you're done, it yeah. was beautiful, and then I can give a shit about the multiplayer. <laughs> when you, like, I th- somewhere around Halo 2, it started for them, where they were like, we have a good, we have a good foundation here, and then the book started, and I've read like one or two of the books, um, but by the time they got to four, they were like, we like I, to me anyway, and I felt this personally, like they got they got really running, and now it was like the books started catching up. So stuff you were reading in the books was now really coming into play. So to me, it felt like more than just the like military fist pump, go out there, oorah. jump out of airplanes, oorah. Land on a moving vehicle, shoot everything, jump, land on a boat, speed away, then get on a jet ski, then surf, then everything. like Fly a helicopter, yeah, crash it. all of those. <laughs> it felt like much more than that. So on the 11th, that's what I'm going to be playing. Cool. Awesome. I shall join you. Jackie. Yes. Did you ever play the Halo games? Um, I, I played Halo 3. Okay. Um, when you first start, you kind of walk over a hill and <laughs> I got shot and I was like, I don't like this game anymore. And that was it. <laughs> I'd be so I, I would love to yeah. see you do this all over okay. again. Now I feel like Destiny. I could play it now. Well, that's now what, that I, was yeah. my next question. Definitely. Knowing that it's the people that did Destiny, yeah, I would have a whole new take on it now. Okay, like I'd never played a first-person shooter. That was my first experience at it. I couldn't even like I didn't even know what the game was about. I couldn't so, even get anywhere. I was getting killed by the first guy right. over and over and over. Got fed up with it. But now I definitely feel like I could be really average at it. So Destiny... (laughs) (laughs) So you would say maybe that Destiny has changed your perspective on first-person shooters? my year of growth. (laughs) Honestly, Mm -hmm. I looked up the other day. Jackie and me were texting back and forth. And she's like, I'm almost to level 28. And I was like, what? (laughs) Last time I looked down, like I looked up at your level, you were like level 21. And she's Uh like, I'm almost at 28 now. It's like, I'm going to bring you on the raid. Yeah. Like, I'm going to bring See, you on the raid. See, he says that, and then he's like, oh, sorry, team's full. Yes. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just jump over this table and strangle you. I'm bringing you on the next raid I do. See? You're, high, you're like a high enough level now, Yum. so absolutely. Yep. That's really cool. Like, I would be so interested to, like, have you come over and play Halo when it comes out and tell me what you think of it now. I would definitely have a different perspective on it. Definitely. Speaking of different perspectives, didn't we have a listener question, Justin, about playing something again for the first time no that was a jackie question was it yeah that was a jackie question if you could wipe oh jackie ask ask your question yes but it's an interesting one so if you could wipe from your memory an entire game so that you could experience either a the levels again or b the story again for the first time what would it be which game would you completely wipe from your memory i'll go first Yes. So I wanted to say Mass Effect. <laughs> of course. And then I thought I should not say Mass we Effect. We kind of agreed before. Yeah. We talked about this we before we started them. recording. And we kind of agreed that of my obvious answer would be Skyrim. Justin's going to say Mass Effect. And we're like, no, let's not do that. Let's try and think a little more outside the box. And nobody guessed mine. <laughs> and Rob didn't guess it. I'm, I'm very so Justin, what, what would your, what's your alternative answer? The Prince of Persia. Oh. Which one? The one that never got a sequel that it really deserved. Mm. The one with the watercolors. Yes. Oh, I love that game so much. That's I, cool. I loved that game. Now, for the story or for the gameplay? Both. Both. Both, right. Yeah. 
I mean, I really, I had never played a Prince of uh, Persia before, and I remember watching the review on IGN and being like, I'll give this a shot. Back then there was like, uh, I mean, there were great games coming out all the time. And I was just like, I, I was out of, actually, I remember I was out of work at the time, and I had a lot of free time. Um, like, you, know, you go around putting in applications, and it's like, we don't do applications anymore. We have to do this online. <laughs> yeah. So I would spend all night putting in applications, and then I would spend all day playing games. Right. And... I remember picking that game up, coming home, and just falling in love with the characters. Um, Elika is a um, a character that I absolutely loved. I forgot all about her for some reason when we did our top five characters that we really right. loved. But I loved Elika. I love that name. Um, and I remember playing through that game. And, yeah, Rob's like, wait, wait, oh, name. Yeah, it's, it's on my list. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yes, it's on, it's, it, it's it's on, on the baby sh- name it's list. It's on the baby name list. <laughs> That's um, a beautiful name. I know. I've really loved that name for a long time. Um, Have we even discussed that on the show yet? No. Officially? I don't think so. It t- yeah, surprise. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so. having a baby. Well, I'm not having a baby. <laughs> we'll do the we're having a baby. I was going to say, thing. yeah, Justin's going to stand by and watch his wife have a baby. Mm-hmm. She's going to do the heavy lifting right now. Well, <laughs> again, congratulations, Thank yes. you. from us all. Thank you very much. Well done. Guys. A little talking games baby. Mm-hmm. Yay! It's exciting and it terrifying. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 flying home from Texas with Jora, and I was just like, I can't believe I'm committing to do this again. Oh, how was oh, he yeah. on the plane, by the way? Because I saw him before. He was. He didn't take his nap. I know that. No, he didn't take his nap. Um, so, so good. He, good plain is, baby was not good plain baby. It's not that he's a bad kid at all. He just he doesn't understand. Like he's not at the age where I could say don't kick the seat in front of you. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't understand what that means. It's like, no, we're going to be taxiing for the next hour. You need to stay in your seat. Yeah. They so don't get that. It was yeah. a four-hour plane ride, and right. it was four hours of Angie me being like, he doesn't cry, doesn't get like upset. He just wants to move around and yes. like explore and touch everything and maybe push the seat in front of him. Uh, so it was a lot of like, don't touch that. Like, sit, I'd, li- like, I'd like sit, to sit, say sit, it sit. gets better, but Luke, my son is 10 now. And last year we we're on the flight back from England and it's been a long, long flight and we're coming down into JFK and they're making a circle. So it's lots of up and down, up and down. And I turn my head and look at him and he turns his head and looks at me and he has no color in his face whatsoever. His lips are the exact same color as his cheeks. And he goes, Mama, I don't feel well. Oh, no. At which point I hold out my hands and receive the gift of vomit. (laughs) No way. He puked right into your hands? Yeah, because I'm trying to wave desperately at the flight attendant for a vomit bag, a puke bag. They should be right into the the seat backs. Yeah, you think so, right? Probably the only seat on the plane that did not have one. So mommy has to use her hands. Probably replaced it with another stupid magazine. (laughs) Yeah. So, and he was nine at the time. So I'd like to tell you it gets better, but there's just more puke when they're nine. I would have the same problem going up and down, up and down. When we flew into Hawaii, I had a similar problem. Right. Um, yep. Elica. It's not fun. That's right. I was like, where did we, where did we come from? Suddenly we're talking about puking on planes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I just remember playing that game and falling in love with it. Um, the story, I thought the gameplay was great. You couldn't die in the game, which a lot of people had problems with because Elika would always save you. Yes. She would reach down and, and grab, grab you, you, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't care. Like, I didn't find that to be a deterrent to the game. I just enjoyed the movement. I thought the movement in that game was really well done. And that, like, I mean, he had this claw for a hand. Yeah. So he could, like, grab like grab the side of something. Yeah, it was like, like wall running. It was right? wall running yeah. in a way. Yeah. I remember that being one of the first games where you were partnered with another character 
and it actually worked this time. Yeah. They weren't a hindrance on you that they actually remember that first time when they grabbed a, a hold of one another and just kind of threw the other one to the next pillar yeah. or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. They actually did it right. They don't have yeah. to hide in dumpsters and all these. I'm talking about Resident Evil now with people <laughs> right. uh, running around with you. But that game got so many things right. Something I remember about that game, I think it's this one, is at some point you're in a room which has like four or five different levels and you look around, there's lots of doors. It's like a circular room mm-hmm. with lots of doors. And every time you go in a door, she pops out of a door and you're trying to figure out with which door to go in. Yeah. Oh my that. God, I spent hours trying to figure that out. I got all the achievements in that game. I, I enjoyed every second of going for that. Like they had these little orbs you had to collect and there was one that I could not figure yep. out how to get to until I, I finally figured it out. But I mean, there was like interesting achievements for like speed running from one side to the other once you cleared everything out. Right. When the game ended, and the game has a heart-wrenching ending in a way. Um, I'm not like I, I could spoil it. The game's like five years old, but I'm not going to. The game got a DLC, which made the ending better and set up perfectly for a second game that was canceled. And why is that? It just didn't sell enough, or Ubisoft decided to like oh. reboot it, or I don't remember what the exact reason was, but they right. had a second game in like early stages of development, and they yeah. shelved it. And it really like I, that's one of those games that um, like last week we had a question of what world do you want to revisit? I want to revisit those world and those characters because yeah. I yeah. liked them a lot. Cool. Or <laughs> wipe it from your memory. Or wipe it from my memory <laughs> and play it all over again for the first time. Yes. Rob, how about you? What would you wipe from your... Which one would you automatically say? And which one are you going to actually explain? Honestly, I, I don't think I have an automatic oh, one. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, it, 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 it probably would wind up being a Final Fantasy game. Probably one of the ones on the Super Nintendo. Right. Uh, but I'm going to go with something very weird anyway. Uh <laughs> And it was just because of, of the experience I had while playing it. Um, I'm going to say the first Crackdown. Whoa. Just for the fact that Great when game. that game came out, uh, my friend and I sat down together and played through the whole game in one sitting co-op. And Damn. that was probably one of the most fun gaming experiences I've had in my life. Like definitely in the top ten. Um, you know, something big, expansive, new in a way, uh, just going after all those orbs and then being able to like, finally, when you're almost fully powered, being able to lift up the person you're playing with and like throw them almost halfway <laughs> across the map or, so kick, great. or kick them <laughs> off the side of a building that <laughs> it took 10 minutes to climb up. Uh, I, I absolutely loved playing that game. The story is obviously shit, so... I'm, <laughs> Had a cool I'm, ending, though. Yeah, a little twist ending. Um, but mainly for the gameplay. I'm, I'm picking that one for the ga- gameplay and the, oh, the yeah. co-op okay. yeah. aspect. Cool. Okay. Steve? Uh, well, automatic answers uh, would either be, of course, Diablo uh, Lord of the, uh, 2, Lord of Destruction, or uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which was is always the go-to. But I'm actually going to go with Resident Evil uh, 1, for the PlayStation. For the story or the gameplay for or ev- both? everything. Yeah. Everything. That game, I, I, one of the games that I used to play, one of my favorite games for the PC uh, was a game called Sanitarium. That was a, 
you know, point and click uh, adventure, top down point and click kind of thing. Had you doing all these weird things to escape this kind of like asylum island. Um, there was a point in the game where you actually played hide and go seek with a bunch of dead kids and you had to go and like search within barrels and stuff. But then there was one kid that was still missing and you had to go and find a shovel and go into the graveyard and they'd actually buried him alive (laughs) and you would, you would, uh, you know, dig up the dirt and the kid would come out. That sounds lovely. So that was awesome. And then, uh, I used to go to my friend Andrew's house and, uh, play, I guess it was the first, maybe it was the first, I'm not entirely sure, but, uh, also on the PC was alone in the dark. Like, they've made a bunch of those. I had that on my Commodore 64. Oh, dude. Didn't they make a movie out of that? Yes. yes. Tara Reid or something. It's not Commodore 64. Yeah. What am I talking about? My yeah, it's pretty bad, Windows right? was awful. <laughs> it was, uh, that was a Uwe Boll uh, movie, and it was it was terrible. Didn't it start Christian Slater? Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. Enough said. Yeah. It was pretty bad. So, um, what's so up? Yeah. No, I, I had that for... That was like for one of the first Windows operating systems. Yeah, it was That's one of those was. games where anytime that you wanted to use something or do anything, the whole game just stopped. Oh, yeah. You know, like yep. you had to, you know, you had to like shut down and go into menus and type in a bunch of stuff. You had to siphon through all of your items. And it was really clunky. And God forbid you walked into a room where there was like a ghoul or something coming after you. Just the the, the task of turning around and leaving the room was, you know, a thing. Mm-hmm. But... It never deterred me from like always wanting a like a hardcore straight up survival horror action game. And then I bought I remember I went in with my friend Craig into um what was it? Planet Comics and you guys where Rob used to work and you guys sold video games. Uh-huh. And, we've we've run into each other hundreds of times before this. Oh, I worked yeah, I I worked beside Rob in another store inside of the same mall for years and uh-huh. and didn't make the connection until later. But um, didn't you have blonde hair back then? Yes, I did. Yeah, I see it now. I remember. It's all <laughs> Ble- come back to Bleached me. blonde yep, hair. Bleached God, and spiky. This. And it was spiky. Oh, and I was like thin as a rail, too. Yeah. So yeah. That was, <laughs> I have to see this. Oh, so. it, was, it was magic. Woo, we got some thunder and lightning going on out there. Hey, now. But um, so anyway, so I, I go into Planet Comics, and I had money to buy one game. And PlayStation was eh, relatively new. Wow! Whoa. Wow, the whole house is actually shaking. Yeah, the whole the whole uh, the whole house is actually. My feet just jumped up. Damn! That is. It's still going. Sorry, guys. Sorry to, to derail the. Uh, no, that's that's the loudest thunder I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, I hope we don't lose power. Um, okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. So anyway, I get there, and this is when PlayStation had the long cases, and I I brought it home. I popped it in and I just, I didn't know what it was. I thought the cover looked cool and whatever. And oh my God, it just, that, that first time where you walk into that hallway and that zombie turns around like that cinematic to me of just the thing turning around to look at you was like some of the best graphics I'd ever seen. It was one of the creepiest things in a video game I'd ever seen. And I just went, oh my God, this game is going to be amazing. And it was Everything from picking up, you know, the the different herbs to mix them together, the plant that you had to, you know, uh, put the toxins in it to kill it. Oh, God, yes. You couldn't go in the room. The dogs coming through the the hallways, that, that, like, story room where it was just hallways of photos of of pictures and portraits and stuff, and you actually had to, like, move them around to tell a story and and click the bottoms of the portraits and stuff. Yeah. yeah, just moving, you know, moving like the, the, the different statues to push onto the things in the floor to move the, the door. 
everything about that game was what I had wanted a video game to be for so, so long. Since I was a kid. Like, I grew up on horror movies, and finally I had it, and it was right there. I would absolutely love to go back and just experience that kind of, like, wonderment and eye-opening, you know, stuff that was going through that entire game. And not to mention the dialogue was just classic. (laughs) It was so B-movie bad that I I, I love, like, B-horror movies and D-list horror movies. They're just, you know, guilty pleasures or whatnot. And it just... It scratched an itch that I'd had for so long, and I did not know that that day that it was all going to come true. So cool. Resident Evil for the, for the PlayStation. What about you, Jackie? Actually, just uh, going off of what you just said, it just reminded me completely off of what we're actually talking about. But I meant to mention it. In Destiny, uh, mm-hmm. Dinklage. I enjoyed Dinklage at first. I was, enjoy- I was like, oh, this is cool. I've got Dinklage in my ear. This is great. <laughs> The more I play it, the more I can't believe how much he dialed it in. There's sometimes where there's one particular bit. I think it's uh, one of the strikes. You're going up the stairs and he's literally like, we have to go. We're running out of time. <laughs> it's like, really? Because it sounds like you're just, you know, kind of bored. I've had a couple Anybody of people. Anybody else? Yeah, I've had a couple of people actually tweet me about that when I've made comments about, about the game and... They're like, oh, is, you know, is Dinklage, you know, his performance putting you to sleep? It's kind of strange. I I love him, but... I don't play with the volume on. (laughs) I have the audio off. Really? Really? Yeah, well, I have the audio where I could hear, like, through my sound bar, but then I have my Astros where I'm listening to everybody else. Right. I already know what's so happening. So you don't really hear that? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of of funny. It's very dialed in. Yeah, it was dialed in when I heard it, but... There's very few games that I can play with no sound. Uh, when you no, have eight people, when like you have pop. eight people in a chat, yeah. you're like, I don't need, the vo- I don't need the yeah. volume. I can't, yes. I can't hear everyone's guns going right. off at the same time. So what was your? So thing? anyway, yeah, back to <laughs> my actual back question. Back to the matter <laughs> at hand. Uh, well, my obvious one is Skyrim because clearly I would love to like Skyrim, yeah. discover Put White another- Run again and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't have another one. I'm sorry. Ah. <laughs> you asked the question that you don't have an answer to. Oh, I do have an answer to it, but I'm not allowed you, to use the answer. Love it. <laughs> My answer is Skyrim. It's really, I would feel. Odd, yeah. No. Really? Okay. No. I just, I just want to have Skyrim again. This is the whole reason I came up with this question is because I want to wipe my memory. So if anybody out there knows how you can actually do that. You really got to get her to play Fallout 4. <laughs> I, or Fallout 4. We got to get you to play Fallout 3. One yeah. of the greatest things about having you on this show <laughs> Is that every single time that we're all together and we record and you and Justin, uh, Justin are in the same room, you find a new way to disappoint him. <laughs> That's, no, he's that was awesome. disappointed in no, me. It was, that it was, was fantastic. <laughs> but just his, his face, he just, you can see it like invisible, like invisible daggers from across the table. Just, oh. It's yep. like you made us go through all of this <laughs> just so okay. you We could... agreed before the show we would come up with different. You're like, oh, sounds no. spectacular. No, no. You see, I came up with the question. You all came up with that I'm not allowed to say Skyrim. Jackie, if I ask you any, like, what's your favorite game? What game do you want to replay? What game would you like to wipe your memory? I could ask you anything and you're going to be what's like. What's your favorite color? Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> it's kind of brown. Yeah, exactly. No, it's really, I'm sorry. Okay, so then... I'm not faking it. Now we're throwing the question out to the audience. Yes. Uh, that'll that'll be our weekly get back on those weekly questions. And you get bonus questions. points if you say Skyrim. And I'm going to say... The Skyrim? Last, though I'm gonna, I, I, it's a popular... I'm going to say that we, The Last of Us might be a popular answer. I think so. I'm taking so. that out of the equation. 
Yeah, don't go with your... Don't go... With, well, I, we don't know what people's yeah, obvious right. choices are, though. That's true. Everyone could have a different reason for something You guys else, can you know? go with whatever yeah, go with whatever you want. choose. Yeah, don't listen to Justin. Just say what don't you want to say. Us. Or pick... <laughs> then pick two. Oh, I got a question for Justin. Oh, here we go. No, do that. Yeah. Pick your obvious and then pick one that you have to think about for a second. Uh-huh. I there like that. There you go. Okay. I like questions. So give us your... Tweet us or, or write to us, podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com and tell us your obvious answer and then your secondary but not so secondary answer. Yes. Get creative with it. It's a compromise. So Justin, uh, Magic Reader on Twitter, his Twitter handle is at StorytellerCBM1. He says, I'm currently hooked on Rogue Legacy. How long did it take you guys to beat the remixed bosses? Any tips? I think you should be the one to answer that. I was going to say, only oh, one yeah. of us has actually beaten all of the remix bosses. That is true. Well, in an earlier show, I, from about a month ago, I probably went through this in detail, but I'll try and speed through it again. T- beating the just remix. Just really quick, like bullet beating, points. Um, the first one with the eye is just a pattern. It's just, it, it's a pattern, and you have to be really good at just um, jumping around. Uh, make use of the giant sword that they give you, which is triangle. For every three hits, you can get the giant sword back. It's that one's the easiest one. It, once uh, once you get like a nice pattern down, now he'll just he'll keep throwing different patterns out, but he only has so many. So when you see them, you're able to like replicate what you have to do. Try and stay out of the air and stay on the ground for as long as possible at the beginning. You could get a lot of hits on him in the beginning and use that sword. So it's trial and error. For for all of these, it's going to be trial and yeah. error for him. The trial and error shouldn't take too long. It's three hits right. to get out that giant sword that does does a ton of damage to him. Right. So as long as you're like, if you get a good pattern in the beginning, where you know what he's not doing one that causes you to run up the walls, then you could take out half his health, and I think you can get hit three times in that one. Uh, the forest boss is is the bitch. Uh, my strategy for beating him, which I found online, was to purposely get hit by the spikes and not by the um the boss who hits you for like you can only get twice two or three mm-hmm. times in there he hits for like 60 and the the, the the little guys hit for like 40 the spikes only hit for 20 so if you're get yourself in a position where if you're going to take damage take damage from the spikes and then you could quickly hit uh, like those little things to gain back some health that one took me like three or four hours um but eventually, if you get him down in the corner on the right side, you can do it. It's possible. Um, I beat him with a sliver of health. So you just if you're going to take damage, make sure it's by the spikes. For the um, what is it? The dungeon boss. Um, you get shouts to get rid of the flames. So it's basically it's just you and him. But he keeps putting these flame balls everywhere, and they go away. So it's basically what you want to do is get like it's a it's a rectangle or a square of a room. So start in one corner, work your way up, then to the right, then back down, then to the left. You have like three or four shouts which will clear a small area. So when you clear one area, you know, in in like the worst of times, use one. But by the time you get to one area, like you you hit all four areas if you're doing it right, the right. first area should be clear again. And with him it's he, he has a ton of health, like a ton of health, like 1,200 health. So it's just – it's a war of attrition, and you just have to just be careful and do things slowly. You can like jump and dodge and dash, get around that. The, I tend to panic. 
and especially I I panic more not so much panic but so do I. when I see their health is getting low I tend to be I, I suddenly oh. I'll go kamikaze oh, yeah. and think I can take them out. I, I did that with that guy numerous times. It right. was like, and I didn't make it. Right. So it's with all of these, I mean, with this guy especially, it's just taking it safe. Right. But again, I, I you know, coming back to it, I do exactly the same in Destiny. I'm like, oh, they have a sliver of health. And you run down and you super them and you're like, shit, <laughs> still alive like, and I'm like, standing uh, right in front of them. <laughs> just hold on for one second. Uh-huh. The, uh, what is it, the... Oh, the Maya boss was the top one. That was that one. The dungeon boss is right. the easiest one to do. And I did it. I beat him and was like, that was it. If you've ever played Asteroids, yeah. it's that. Okay. Your guy can fly around and you're in a room where there are two blobs that you have to destroy. And every time you hit one, they break off into smaller and smaller pieces. Yeah. And the, there's green and red ones. I they think. leave flames behind as well, right? I don't think they leave flames. I'm not positive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I only did this one once. Oh, like, really? I beat it on wow. my first try. So one of the ones will home to you. Um, one of the colors will home to you. So basically, if you're good at dodging and like good at asteroids, you'll beat this with no problem. Right. And mm-hmm. then you have the last boss, which is remixed. You have to face the last boss twice, two of them at the same time. And then you have to face, after you beat those two, you have to face the one big boss who's just stronger. Um, so beating the two was walking to one side of the room and then trying to bait one of them to come to you. Um, and then by like, they're using like a ton of magic and you have the same abilities that they do, but you can't use it as much as them. Right. So it's basically just going to one side of the room. I went to the left and then one of them would come at me and they do these jump attacks. When they do a jump attack, jump up and hit him in the air and he pushes him back. Okay. So then he would keep jumping and I would push him back, keep jumping and push him back. All the meanwhile, avoiding every now and then they would throw like a sword at you or a knife right. or whatever. You just got to avoid those. And part of the key is to just have one of them coming yeah. at you at, this, at So if time. you go to the corner, like one of the corners right, right. away, uh, you'll be able to do this. It took me like five or six tries. The hardest one is the forest boss because you're cho- like, you have to play against how you would normally play. You normally like, I'm not going to get hit. That's not going to, it's impossible not to get hit. Right. You have to choose like, I'm going to take damage now. Yeah. And yeah. get hit by the spikes. Okay. I mean, it's one of my, like, beating those things. You where, did it. Yeah, you platinumed it. So. Yeah, but, like, that was. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You knew that was going to happen eventually. No. <laughs> so, like, beating those things was rewarding as anything. So, if you're going to go for it, I mean, I would also request, uh, like, not request, but um, say look up guides. There's some guides that look up, which right. will give you like, a, you'll, you'll be able to see what I'm saying. Cause I followed these guides and they worked. Okay. Perfect. So that's it. Awesome. I, uh, I forgot a game to talk about before. That I like I, that talking I played. about games. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> FIFA 15 came out. Uh, that was probably about three weeks ago at this time. Right. But, uh, I got to play through a tournament co-op and took us about four or five hours. Uh, I played with Hugh while he was in town. Of course. Uh, As one would do with you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Tons of changes. They oh, really? T- Is up, that different? Yeah, they tight- tightened up the a lot of the systems. Uh, okay. I like it a lot, but I'm not going to run out and spend 60 bucks No, that's right the problem away. with those games, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. He, he purchased it and then you... Okay. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, he said he wanted to buy FIFA while he was in town because it was going to... Be cheaper. It was going to save him money in the long run. Right. So I went through the Sunday circulars and Target 
was having a sale where if you pre-ordered a game, any game for a dollar, you saved 20% off of the purchase of any other game. Oh, that's wow. good. So he wound up buying Aliens and FIFA and saving 20% off. Nice. Uh, oh. In the long run, he saved himself about 30 pounds. So Right. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, just to wrap up from, from earlier, because we, we moved on, but um, finish up thoughts on Alien. If people are com- trying to come down on one side or the other, uh, really quick, I just want to say it is absolutely worth playing, um, but at the price that it's at right now, unless you're in like a totally hardcore into the alien universe, you might want to hold off for a little while until the, either the price comes down or maybe play it with a friend. Um, just know what you're getting into. Not a first person shooter, strictly, you know, survival horror. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, so FIFA 15. So you're, are you liking the changes? I do. I like it a lot. Uh, like I said, just a lot of tightening up of, of, passing and, and stuff like that um mm-hmm. graphics not much better okay at all on par with the last one correct okay. uh great lighting effects in this one which is weird for to say that for a soccer game but i mean <laughs> there are points where like you know how if you're watching a football game on tv and there are sometimes where wherever the sun is the stadium just throws a wicked Shadow, shadow on the field and then it is just so bright past that shadow yeah. they do that same exact thing and it's so hard to see your players off in the sun it's weird <laughs> That's but, great, it, but it makes it feel so much more real hmm. uh but we had such a fun time playing playing through nice. that damn the <laughs> storm is a coming yeah it's this... like post-apocalyptic weather outside right now uh-huh. i keep getting distracted because every time like we can hear the raindrops just smashing onto the roof right now you guys probably can't hear it though um so in games that we uh didn't talk about before we were talking about games we played the legend of Korra came out uh-huh. today and i blindly bought it because i absolutely absolutely love 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 that series why would you do that why would i do what why would you blindly buy Bli- yeah because i was so excited that it was even out at all because i feel like i didn't i i heard about it only a little while ago mm. where it was like hey you know, Platinum's making this game, and then all of a sudden, I look up today and it's, hey, it's here, it's out, and I'm like, oh, that was that was quick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you haven't. I. Hey, man, I've played it. You have not. Okay. So you don't. So know. what? What is it? It is exactly what you would expect it to be. Um, thing that I do love about it, just like Alien, it is super, super official. It's the same writers. It's the same voice cast. It's the same animators. The presentation of it is it's like you're participating in an episode of The Legend of Korra. Okay. So in that regard, again, for hardcore fans, it's, you know, very satisfying in that degree. However, uh, the way that they throw you into the game has been very strange. Like the very first thing they do is drop you in the middle of nowhere with like just hordes and hordes of spirit enemies coming at you uh-huh. and they allow you, you know, to use all four elements and just basically pummel the crap out of everything coming after you. Okay. And then something happens and mm. all of your stuff gets taken away from you. Of course. Cause that's what we do. So they do that, you know, 
typical game shit where, you know, they start you off where you've got everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, they strip you down to nothing and you have to basically earn everything back again. So that part of it is not very good. The combat is better than any of the other Avatar games that I've played in the past. I've played a few of them. Mm -hmm. But it's everything is very stiff and doesn't really flow all that great. Yeah. Um, the button placement for dodging and, and doing your different attacks is a little strange. You have your light attacks, your heavy attacks, and then like special combo moves. And I guess like if you press circle, you could do kind of a finisher. Um, it feels very unbalanced. Can you just get through by spamming the same move and then doing a finisher? Yeah, and yeah then probably. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Like if, if there happens to be another enemy next to the enemy that you're doing the finisher move on them, they will get caught in it, and it seems as if you can, like, take out at least two or three dudes if they're close enough to one another. Sweet. So it's very on par with the first Avatar game. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, like I said, the presentation of it is far better. It looks great. It's kind of got that, like, cel-shaded uh, yeah, yeah, look yeah. to it. Um, but it's just, like I said, they throw you right into that battle in the, in the beginning without very much direction as to what you're going to be doing. Um, then all of a sudden you're imprisoned and, you know, the next thing is to fight your way out of that situation and through the streets of like bossing say, or wherever you are. And, uh, you know, it's all running, 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 stop for an encounter, do a couple of, you know, square, square triangle combos, and then, you know, move forward. Uh, after that, you actually get to ride Naga, which was Aww. pretty cool, but it's, now you're doing one of those corridor runners where it feels almost like a mobile game where you're swishing from side to side. You're moving the joystick left and right to kind of go on one of three tracks. And as you collect, like, you know, spirit orbs and whatnot as you're running through the streets on uh, on the back of Naga. Uh-huh. And that also feels unbalanced because you're, like, you're running and then all of a sudden you're running super, super fast. You're turning corners at, you know, like hairpin turns. You can't see what's around the corner. So you have to just hope and pray that like a car or like an awning or something isn't in your way that smash, you smash into it and you have to start all over again. Um, I don't, it was $14.99. Oh, that really? Yeah. Okay. It was $14.99. I'm hoping that I, I've only played three levels of it. I'm hoping that. It, my it, it's officialness it's like legitness will be enough to justify the price and to maybe have like a little bit of fun with it i'm not looking for it to be you know this crazy expansive avatar game i just want to play as Korra and use the elements and see like what kind of you know combat you can get out of it um in that regard it's pretty cool because the moves are better than they've been in any of the other avatar titles uh -huh. so if you're looking to play an avatar game where you actually get to use the abilities and have them look cool while they might appear stiff and mm. the combo system's a little weird um you do eventually look like a badass and you do get to play um i can't remember the name of the game that they play inside of the inside of the show where like yeah where they kick the thing back and forth right they're throwing the discs yeah. back and forth um, you get to participate in that. It's like their version of Quidditch. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I don't know. Like I said, I've only played the first three levels. I just got it maybe an hour before leaving to come and record tonight's show. So, maybe by uh, next week I'll have uh, more to say on it. And uh, Sweet. Hopefully, 
you know, it turns out to be something that if, you know, fans of the show feel like getting that, you know, getting that in their gaming, that they can. That's worth it. Well, this being the last season, that that's all they're going to have to go to yeah, after I don't know, that. I don't know <laughs> what they're going to do once the once that fourth season is over. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what was the other question we had? We had another good one. I have it. You did Justin's the Nintendad one? Is that what it was? We got a I lot have, of good questions. I have that one. I'll have to save some of these till next um, week. Nintendad says, and this was jumping off a, a discussion we had about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about... Um, Assassin's Creed, Rogue, and Unity, and we had said that we weren't going to go back and play Rogue because uh, it, it was on, you know... Yeah, it's an old Xbox. console, yeah. right? Yeah. So he asks, question, if Assassin's Creed Rogue was on PS Now early next year, would it be enough for you to try out the game and PS Now? That's yes. Very good question. That's easily yes for me. Yeah, I'm interested in, in, in PS Now and seeing where that goes. I mean, Give now us that- a little rundown. Of exactly what it is. PS Now is their uh, PlayStation's rental service. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bought a, a company called Gaikai. And uh, so... So it's kind of the Gamefly, Netflix, Redbox yes, kind um, of... You can... Uh, I think it's an open beta now. So okay. you can download it on your PS4 or PS3. Uh, and you'll be able to... There's a list of games that you could choose to rent. And you could rent them for three hours or for a month. Okay. Um, their pricing structure was not good uh, in the beginning. It was actually awful. You could actually buy the game for cheaper than you could rent it, which makes <laughs> no sense. Right. But that's they, why they're putting out as a beta, right? So a, that you can, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, you have to have to pay money. It's not like a full thing yet, but like you'll have right. to pay money for games right now. Okay. Now, uh, are they going to put out new releases yeah. at the same time? They, they, I know games like The um, the Last of Us will be on there. especially. I think this is mostly for backwards compatibility for the ps4 right okay so you'll be able to go in and play games like let's say what was that quantum game that came out with um uh not heavy rain rob help me out here with the one with um willem dafoe and ellen page beyond two souls yes so you'll be able to go back. Like I, I never played Beyond Two Souls on PS3. Right. So I'm interested to play it. Rumor well, is it's interesting to, PS4, to me because I skipped the PS3. So you'll be able to go so, back and play the Uncharted yeah. games, no problem. Right. And the pricing structure is uh, will be what it is. If you want to rent okay. that game for a week, it'll probably be like seven bucks. Right. Uh, I like. I really like the idea of that because, like, I uh, the first time I played Rayman Legends, I got it from Redbox and did it in a day. And took it back. I was like, cha-ching. <laughs> that cost me like $2. <laughs> awesome. If, but I don't think games like Rogue will be on there right away. There has to be some That's sort what I mean. There has to be some kind of drawback period, because yeah. otherwise people are not going to buy the game. So, you right. know, the same way Redbox, I think it's like a six-week window between the, the DVD release and the stores to when you can actually get it from Redbox. They've got to do the same kind of thing. What's, I also, what's also interesting about Rogue is that they announced the PC port. So if they announce the PC port, that game's got to be coming to next gen eventually. Okay. So that's where I would wait to, to play so it. So again, but, why? Yeah, why get it now? But, I, but the, the PS Now thing has me intrigued. Um, there are games that I I know I missed on PS3 that I don't think I can go back to because my oven baked one won't last long enough for me to try them. Hmm. So, um, like Beyond Two Souls. So I'm I'm interested to go back and play it. Steve, what about you? You interested in PS Now? Not necessarily. I am somebody who very much likes to own things. Uh, I'm not too much of a borrower or a renter. 
uh, even when Justin, you can attest to this, that when people or Rob can actually as well, when people loan me things, it takes forever and a day for me to actually get to it. I do eventually get to it, but it takes some time. I was actually confused because I saw earlier today, I was looking around on the PlayStation Now Network and I saw games like Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus and other titles, uh, Sly Cooper titles that were priced at two ninety nine dollars a piece. And now I'm wondering, is that for purchase or is that for rental? No, that's PS- rental. Did you, well, the PS Now. Did he download PS Now? I missed it. No, did you, da- you didn't download PS Now, right? It's a thing you have to download um, as far as I know. No, maybe it was just because it was in the PS Store and it was under the PS Now tab. I was just floating around. Oh, so then around. there you go. Okay, so then it's been a little bit different. I haven't got to look into it that much. Since, yeah, you don't need since, to download it. So you don't need to download it. Okay. No, I'm a little there. I'm a little bit behind. I'm sorry. So that that's for rental and that's probably for, what is it? The two ninety nine is a day. Not even, I don't think. There's they, they had like a four hour structure. Well, like that was the thing is during the beta that you yeah. could rent Guacamelee for seven days for fifteen bucks, but you could buy it outright for that price. Yeah, no, the pricing yeah. structure needed to be worked on. It it very much has, uh, and there are some really really good deals out oh, there good. now. Fantastic. Um, I think the two ninety nine was a a day. Oh, a whole day. Correct. That's great. So yeah, I mean yeah, I, I mean I guess that could work. I mean I'm still. I'm still of the mind that if I, I, there is something to be said for trying it before you buy it. But to me, if I rent something and then end up being like, well, yeah, this is definitely something that I want to play. I will have then paid extra when I could have just bought it. If you know, although, although I do, I do recognize the value of making sure that you definitely want a game. Like let's say something like the legend of Korra as much of a fan as I am if I played that game for a day and then, you know, had to sleep on it as to whether or not it was worth $15, my answer would be no. So, you know, same thing with Alien Isolation. You know, I didn't have to pay for my copy, but had I, you know, needed to pay for it after those first couple of hours of feeling like the missions were repetitive, I'm always fixing something, I'm always trying to make it to that end of the ship or, you know, whatever would I have paid the $65 price tag for that game? So I'd be very curious to find out how this renting system impacts the actual sales of games. I don't know if it's going to help or hinder them. Well, I don't think they're putting they're not have new, new, games out new there. titles on it. They're, this is just like PS3 games and you yeah. know, hmm. the odd PS2 or so. Are they going to allow you to purchase it after... Um, Renting it because if it's on there and it's the whole game, you should be able to just purchase that game. No, no, it's it's just streaming. You, mm, yeah, yeah, that's actually a good question. I, I actually I don't know the answer to that question. If you could just outright purchase that game from the no, start. I think thirty days is like. Let's say well, all right. Let's let's just say this. Wow. I'm gonna to want to cut all of this out if we're wrong about it. Yeah. Um, no. I, but I was saying, I, I'm saying I like I I actually don't know. I haven't looked in like I, I looked into PS Plus when it first came out and when it was running awful, and I haven't got back into it since then. And now I mean, now I, I I haven't actually gone into the PlayStation Store in a while because mm-hmm. a I can't get my head out of Destiny and b most of the time I when I go into the PlayStation Store I'm going for movies or something that I'm going to download. When I go home tonight I'm going to go play around with this thing. You actually download movies onto your mm-hmm. PlayStation? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I find it strange that let's say you rent it, right? Like you rent the, 
a game, I don't know, you rent Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus and you love it. Like you just absolutely love it. Do you now, like you want to own it. You don't want there to be a, a clock on it or whatnot. Is there going to be an option where, you know, click to purchase? There has to be something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or do you have to like now seek it out and find it in, you know, some well, that's the thing GameStop is, somewhere? No, well, that's the thing is if you're playing on your PS4, that's not an option. You can't down, I don't think you could download the game to play on your PS4. No, that wouldn't no. work. You're only you're renting playing, the games. Yeah, if you're playing on your PS3... Maybe, but then it, then they would have to have two separate systems. So no, my my guess is that you're just renting there. You are. I just, I just. Looked. Oh, you just yeah. looked it up. Yes. Good. Okay. So you are just renting them, and it's running through emulation, obviously. Yeah. If you're playing on a PS3, you just go into the PS3 store and buy it. Yeah. Uh, but there was to be no way to house it on the PS4 where you could actually download the game to your hard drive because they're not compatible. And you're not downloading it. You're just streaming, streaming it. Yeah. So that that's that. Hmm. That was that Perfect. question. We also had one more. Go for it. We had one from Grime47 on the forums. This is an interesting question. Would you rather have every game for one console or five games for five consoles and why? Okay, I'll start. I would definitely say five games for five consoles. Just for the fact that, I mean, each console has their big exclusives. Yeah. And, you know, like... If I picked Xbox, let's say, and it was because of Halo 2 or Halo 3 or whatever, then to know that I could never play The Last of Us, that would suck, you know? So I would want five consoles, five games. I would want that, you know, that one Zelda game, that one uh, either Last of Us or it's an interesting Uncharted qu- or, you know. It's a good question because... You have five to twenty-five games over, let's just say, the life of this console generation. So let's just say, let's just pick PS4. So you could either go PS4 or you could go five games for you know 360, PS3, Xbox One, Wii U, and something else, or you know PS whatever, whatever I didn't mention. PC. Sure. Yep. That works too. Okay. That works fine. Just um, trying to include you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's. So you could get those twenty-five games. Or you could get the hundreds of games that come out for one console during their life cycle. See, I would lean towards the hundreds of games. That's just me. Like I, I find myself. No, I, I agree. I find myself. Um, like we talked, we talked about earlier. I have not turned my Xbox One on in forever unless it's to play Peggle or uh-huh. watch TV. Okay, but if you <laughs> yeah. were to choose PlayStation, let's say it was PS4. Yeah. Uh huh. To know that you would never have been able to play halo it would be rough no i it, it's not an easy like I, it's not as easy as a question i think as i originally thought uh-huh. because that would suck to be able to never play a halo game or a zelda well he's That's never played I'd zelda miss. Though, so. I, I've game missed or zelda. smash brothers like i couldn't play uh-huh. smash brothers uh-huh. but you know what lots of people have to make that choice they only could buy one console like we're fortunate that we're able to have multiple consoles so I find 90% of my time playing is on my primary console, which is right now is the PS4. Mm-hmm. So I would choose that one so that way I never I, – I, I wouldn't have to worry about running out of games to play. Mm-hmm. It's – I mean, it's all hypothetical, of course. Yes. But I would go, I would go with the PS4. Jackie, okay. what about you? I 
am the same as you. And I, my 360, I lived with that. If I could have married it, I would have. I, I loved, <laughs> I would have put a ring on it. I'm sure there's, that's legal in some countries. <laughs> yeah. I loved my 360. However, since I got my PS4, I have not turned it on. Like I, I have not played anything other than my PS4 in Why? months. Yeah, Why I just can't. <laughs> exactly. Sitting in the corner. Like, Please tell me yeah. you canceled Xbox Live. Oh, that's a good point, actually. No, <laughs> never did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> actually, no, I had an annual subscription. Do you get money back if you cancel it? No, no. Oh, well, it doesn't matter then. I pay annually and it's up in December, so but must remember well, to do that. Re-up. Still remember to cancel it. <laughs> so yes. that's, that's only like about a month away. So. <laughs> recycle, yeah. I'd completely forgotten about that. Phew. Okay. But yeah, so I, I would stick with the PS4 and I'm I'm happy with, like I kind of am interested in checking out Sunset Overdrive, but I'm not losing sleep over not playing it mm-hmm. from not having the Xbox. And, you know, I kind of, I talked to you guys about this. What if Skyrim we was going. an Xbox exclusive? Well, then I would never play anything but Xbox, obviously. <laughs> but I talked about this with you guys about with the consoles. And I think one of the key things with choose if you know if you have to choose which next gen one to get one of the keys is to look at the exclusives and for me personally all of the exclusives that i'm interested in are on ps4 not on xbox and that's why i sold my xbox and got my ps4 so i i would go with hundreds and hundreds of games on the ps4 Hmm. fair enough steve indeed um i'm actually gonna go with rob in um having the several different consoles. I mean, just from a market standpoint, the competition alone pushes, you know, these other publishers and these other companies to make better games and to make deals with these systems to get exclusivity of their games and stuff like that. And uh, I think that the competition, for as frustrating as it is for players not to have, you know, all access like, like we do, um, it does push the creativity and just the the fever of making games for publishers. It pushes them to do better and make more stuff. Um, I also, this is coming from a person that I have, you know, all of the, the current gen systems and I have my pick. It does bother me that my Xbox One has not been, I mean, I played Titanfall for when it came out. I got into it a little bit late. Played it for maybe two, two and a half weeks, and then like nobody was playing it anymore, or it just it had had its day for a game that was supposed to be this tremendous thing. I mean, I can only speak from personal experience, but I it was a ghost town, you know, a couple weeks into it, like nobody was even people were like Titanfall. What's that? Um, the fact that I have not even looked into the games for gold or anything like that. Uh, kind of says how I feel about the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I pointed this out to my friend the other day that, you know, it's a choice that I, I choose not to play the system because, you know, I say, oh, there's no games on it. There's no, that's not true. These multi, you know, multi-platform games that are coming out, like Assassin's Creed came on the Xbox One as well as the PS4. And there are all these games, Alien Isolation and stuff like that, that are on multiple systems but I gravitate towards the PS4 because that seems to be the console that, you know, friends and family in the community have the most confidence in and has been, you know, kind of our hub for meeting up with people and whatnot. But that being said, 
uh, I am very much looking forward to uh, giving my Xbox One a pack of breath mints and taking <laughs> taking it out on a date for Sunset Overdrive uh, this coming week. Uh, my girlfriend will be here visiting, and her and I will go and pick up the game and probably sit down together and check it out and have a lot of fun and you know see what we can we can dig into with it. But uh, yeah, like I said, from a competition standpoint and from just pushing the industry forward and forcing these companies to do better and make better games and do bigger things each time out of the box. I think as much as it is frustrating and costly, it's also healthy for the games industry itself. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to do one more? Yeah. All right, let's do one more, and then we're going we're gonna to wrap it up for this week. We've got lots of questions from you guys that you uh, have posted in the last couple weeks. We will get to them, we promise. But let's let Rob uh, take us out with one more question. Okay. Uh, goodness gracious, see, I wasn't even on the screen, so you surprised me. This one was from... i got to learn to read your facial expressions better. I'm looking at you from across the table, and you, you, you look like you want to you wanna talk to me. No, no, no. Okay, this is from John D. Uh, hearing about people spending hours shooting in front of a cave in Destiny made me think of this question. What are some of your most embarrassingly time-wasting moments in a game just to either grind XP, <laughs> farm uh, gold or loot, or grab an achievement and trophy? I got one. Or Justin, go first. Frog Legacy. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. definitely your that's mine. new and obvious yeah. choice. That was crazy. That was nuts. That's a, and that's about as nuts as I've gotten about something. Uh-huh. So there's nothing else besides that. Um, I'm in one right now, currently. Okay. Okay. Uh, when I get back, when we when we wrap this up, I'll actually be in it again, uh, playing Diablo three, uh, the Ultimate Evil Edition, and trying to get these three different uh, organs or or infernal machine pieces. Uh huh to fight these uber bosses, to unlock all this stuff. Uh, my friend Brendan and I have been playing. You have to farm these uh, key masters in order to get these pieces to, to fight the uber bosses, so on and so forth. We got very, very lucky with the first uh, two pieces where we got them more or less right away. Uh-huh. And Jackie, would you like to share with the class? <laughs> no, really. What the fuck is so funny? I have to giggle, so I'm trying really hard not to. <laughs> Anyway, Carry on. so it's very difficult to look at you across the table with your wiping tears oh, away God. from your glasses. Um, we've tried, I think, 10 times last night. We fought the same thing over and over again. Exit uh, out of the game, go back in, exit out, go back in. Uh, there's a 33% chance that it will drop. It's a it's a, a legendary material. 33% chance? Yeah. it's taking that long oh dude i no, it's that was one one night last night we uh-huh. tried about 10 12 times didn't drop and the night before then that ain't 33 percent. well dude we we <laughs> no we, i hear you we keep doing it all the other ones panned out and they happened relatively quickly mm. and this one just is not popping for us it's not happening and it's the last thing that we need we got all the pieces to go to whimsy shire mm-hmm. in like it had to have been like maybe 10 minutes we had everything that we needed the black mushroom and all of that stuff it was no problem we went to whimsy shire it was fun for a couple of minutes yeah got kind of old the drops sucked and then we moved on to this this thing and now it's just this extraordinarily frustrating you know no drop zone for this one item that we need to complete this 
gigantic part of the game. I mean, I could definitely say what mine is easily enough. Uh, back when World of Warcraft first started, uh, getting gold was a ridiculous process early on in the game, and having to buy a mount and learn how to ride said mount cost an asinine amount of money. Uh, so j- everything in the early, you know, early World of Warcraft gameplay was was just so, not I wouldn't say broken, but not refined yet right. like it is now. Now you could just jump on and automatically have a mount and stuff like that. Uh, so having to work through a lot of those, uh, you know, grinding for gear and enough gold for, for your mounts and stuff like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's that game has had the most moments like that for me. Nice. You don't have Skyrim. Oh, what, what in on. Skyrim <laughs> did you have to grind? Well, now you just cut, you wear my story no, I'm, now. I'm kidding. Go no, ahead. actually, no, it is Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> What what did you Wait. have to do? No, what the one that just really made me laugh is, you know, when you first start a game, you have no idea kind of the currency, like exactly how much you'll end up having, sure. what's a lot yeah. of money, what's not a lot of money. When oh, you very, destiny. very first start. Right, when you very first start. Mm-hmm. So Skyrim, I'm kind of very, very new in the game, running around, and there's a horse available, and it's a thousand gold, which at that point in the game was a shitload of money. Now, uh-huh. I didn't realize I'd end up with like millions of gold. But at that point, it was a lot. And I ran around and I hoarded my gold for like a few hours until I had enough. And I bought this horse. And I was like, my wind, my hair was blowing in the wind. I was like <laughs> riding over the fields like, this is so cool. I bought a horse. And then I fell off a cliff and it died. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, that was I was so upset. I was like... What do you mean it died? How can it have died? It's like its carcass is on the floor and I can search its carcass for horse meat. That's great. <laughs> but there's no freaking gold because I spent all my gold on the fucking horse and it's dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be mine. <laughs> Perfect. Remember to take care of your horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we closed the show out with that once. Yes. Yes. Timely oh. advice. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> God almighty. If you guys want to get in touch with us, we are at talking underscore games on Twitter. If you'd like to send us an email, it's podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. If you want to reach us on Facebook, you can use the Talking Comics Facebook, which is facebook.com slash talkingcomics. Uh, definitely check out the Talking Comics podcast. We have a whole bunch of interviews from New York City Comic Con going up. And uh, a couple of other special edition episodes for you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if you have not heard, our uh, fearless founder is actually getting married this coming weekend. Mr. Bobby Shortle will be marrying Miss Karen Hug. Uh, we will all be there rocking out, having a couple drinks and having a good time. That is our big Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and yes. to add in Saturday. Yeah, please uh, tell everybody about that as well. Is the big Extra Life yes. event. Yes. Um, if you just jump on Twitter and what is Melissa? Melissa's... Uh, Melissa Punch. Oh, her, 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 yeah, is Atlas of Punch is her uh, Twitter handle. And if you want to do the extra life thing, um, we're going to retweet, uh, retweet it out. Um, mm-hmm. Or you could just search for The Misfits. That's our team name. Yeah. The M I S S F I T S. Rob and I are part of the team. We've already done really well. Yeah. Um, thank you to, to everyone who has donated. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, it's going to be such a fun day. Sunday. I'll 
be tweeting out what I'll be playing and I'll be streaming everything that I am playing. Uh, Are you playing Saturday night or Sunday? Oh, sorry, Saturday. See, I said Sunday. I have I'm going to be on. Head. I'm going to be coming on Saturday evening. Okay, and then I'm um, probably going to play most sun- most of Sunday morning as well. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. we get ready for the wedding. Um, but you know, we're going to have a good time with it. And I mean, again, thanks to everyone who's donated so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking Comics listeners have been extremely generous. Even if you can't donate, like send out a couple of retweets. Yeah, maybe it'll hit someone that will donate. It's all for uh, it's all for a great. Everything cause. helps. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. Fantastic, awesome. I wish you guys the best of luck with that. I wish that uh, I was able to participate, but I am in the wedding party and have wedding party duties. No problemo next but year. I wish you guys the best of luck with that. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so also check out the Misfits podcast. They are at the underscore Misfits on Twitter, M-I-S-S-F-I-T-S. Uh, Talking Movies podcast. I have no idea what they did last week because I've been out of the loop. Uh, but they are at Movies Talking on Twitter. And also check out the Valiant uh, podcast uh, through TalkingComicBooks.com. If you want to get in touch with us, our personal Twitter handles are mine is at dead underscore Anchorus and Justin. At Jorok, J-O-R-O-A-K. Rob. At Dusk1020. And Jackie. At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) And please don't forget about uh, Extra Life Oh, hang on. Hang on. One last thing. Ooh. Can we just say happy birthday to Rob? Because it was his birthday two days ago and Mm -hmm. he kept really quiet about it and didn't tell anyone and he's not going to get away with it. So happy birthday, Rob. Thank happy you. you. Oh, I get a song. You don't want that <laughs> song. I'll sing it, baby. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Happy birthday, Rob. Thank you. All right, carry on. We're good now? <laughs> yeah, we're good now. Carry Excellent. on. <laughs> oh, so that'll do it for the Talking Games podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and for, you know, reviewing us on iTunes and doing all of that stuff that you do that makes this show happen every week. Your princess is in another castle.